if you're being honest with yourself, do you find that you wake up every day feeling a little overwhelmed, like with just life in general, with all of the things that you have to do with all of the people who need you. And you just feel like there's never enough time in the day. You feel like you are never doing enough. And you just have this constant sort of pit in your stomach. Like, when am I going to get my life together? When am I going to like arrive and not be so irritable all the time or not be so frustrated with my kids all the time? If that is you, I want you to know that today's episode is going to bring hope. It's going to bring light to a really tough situation and a tough topic to talk about, especially as a mom, because I just feel like there is so much noise in our life. And when we think about taking care of ourself, when we think about self-care, it can feel really out of reach. It can feel impossible at times, but I am so excited to bring this topic front of mind today and really just share with you five steps to make self-care a priority for you. If you are ready for this, then let's get started. mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today and talk about the topic of prioritizing your self-care. This is a really special topic for me because it is something that I personally have struggled with a lot. And if I'm being honest, it's something that I still struggle with in certain areas. And I want to be vulnerable as I always am in this podcast. And I want to share with you personal experiences and things that, you know, have gotten me off track, things that have gotten me back on track. I really just want to be open and honest with you today about this topic because I really honestly feel like it can make or break your happiness in life. And I don't want you feeling overwhelmed anymore. I don't want you feeling like you are just barely treading water and that you are just counting down the minutes until your kiddos go to bed or until they're going to school or to the, you know, childcare, daycare, whatever it is. I don't want that for you. I want you to feel calm and I want you to feel peace. And if you're 
listening to this at the time of me recording it, it's the summer. And so a lot of you have your houses full, more so full than you probably are used to when your kiddos are in school. And so things can feel a little bit different during summer. It can feel chaotic and it can definitely feel like a free-for-all. So if you've been listening to this summer series, I've been giving you guys really practical episodes that are helping you hopefully find a little bit more motivation, a little bit more peace during these summer months. And for those of you that don't have your kiddos in full-time school yet, you can use this obviously for the kids that you do have in your in your home 24/7 all the time. And maybe it doesn't summer doesn't feel super different for you, but maybe you can you can still take what I'm sharing during this series and really take it to heart. Now, I always have a disclaimer for this summer series. I am repurposing these podcast episodes from episodes that I've done many, many months ago, some are even years ago. And so you may have heard this, but I'm hopeful that, you know, I'm going to put a new spin on it. I'm re-recording all of these episodes. I'm just using the same ideas. So keep that in mind as you're listening. And I really am so pumped to get started. So, okay, let's, let's go back to the honesty, right? Of me just being really real with you. So self-care has been a struggle for me for a really long time. I think I don't, I mean, I can't pinpoint when I discovered this, but it's kind of just been a journey of me really figuring out the the reason for my overwhelm is because I'm not taking care of myself. And these can be really simple, really basic things, um, like regular meals, right? Like making sure that I'm getting exercise even when I don't want to. That's a big one for me. Um, when you homeschool and you work from home, it's really easy to just get used to like being home and being sedentary. And so I used to be extremely active when my kids were younger, but now that they're older, it's really hard to want to get out, especially when it's 110 degrees here in Arizona. And it's just, you don't want to be outside. And so it really is a struggle for me to prioritize that part. But there's just so much that goes into self-care. It's not even just the physical. It's not even, you know, um, just you're working out and you're eating. There's so much that goes into it. And so I'm really excited to unpack that. But I want you to picture your life right now. I want to picture, I want you to picture the season that you're in. I want you to picture your kiddos. I want you to think about your spouse if you're married. I want you to think about your day to day interactions with everyone in your family. I want you to think about a typical day in the life. I really want you to draw this picture in your mind right now. Are you living a hurried life? Are you rushing through the to-dos, on to the next thing, hopping in the car, always telling your kids, hurry up, hurry up, let's go, come on guys, let's go. Is that really how you want to live life? I think for me, this this the reflection of this self-care and this hurried life, it reminds me that we are in control, that we are in the driver's seat. Our family typically tends to look to us to set the pace. As mom, we have to be aware of when things are too busy. 
And we have to be able to do the hard thing and pull back because that can sometimes feel really hard. We might have to disappoint our kids. We might have to disappoint our friends. But this is really important because if you don't have time to take care of yourself because you're too busy keeping up with the Joneses and keeping up with your kids' activities and sports and all of the things, then I think that you're prioritizing yourself in the wrong way because you should have time to take care of yourself. That should be a top priority. So I want you to be thinking about this. I want you to be thinking, what is life going to look like if you keep running at this pace? What is life going to look like in three years? Are you going to have any regrets? Do you feel like you can even remember the last real conversation you had with each of your kids? My husband and I actually went to a marriage conference several months ago, and they had us do this really interesting exercise. They had us toss a balloon to each other and keep the balloon in the air while also trying to have a conversation about what was important to us in life. It was obviously really difficult. And I just, you know, my husband and I kept really focusing on the balloon, like we didn't want the balloon to drop. And then we forgot what we were talking about. It was just pretty much a hot mess. And every other couple in the room agreed it was really difficult. And the people who are running the conference told us that that's basically how everyday life probably looks for us, that we are always juggling a million things while we're trying to have conversation. And so if we just take a moment to just slow down, if we just take a moment to like really be in that moment, present face to face with our kids and with our spouse, like how much more are we able to go deeper with that relationship with our family when we just stop the hurriness? So I want to share with you one of my favorite authors. Her name is Rachel Macy Stafford. And she wrote this beautiful book called Hands-Free Mama. And I really have to thank her for opening my eyes and really showing me what it looks like to live a hurried life. And she has saved me, honestly, from immense regret that would have been present had I not really made these changes in my life. And so I wanted to read an excerpt from her book, which really put things into perspective for me. Today... I will not put that which is urgent in front of that which is important. I will look for opportunities staring me in the face with big brown or blue or green eyes. And when I get a chance to love, listen, sing, dance, laugh, or rest, I will seize it. This day could be checked off or it could be lived. I choose to use these hands, this heart, and these eyes to let it live. Oh, that like pierces my heart. And I hope it like just encourages you to slow down and to really put into perspective the things that matter the most in life. Now, self-care is a mindset. It's a practice. It's definitely not something that I think that you can just, you know, learn and then be done with it. It's something that you have to constantly be 
thinking about. I feel like that is with anything in life. You don't just learn something and then you're like, cool, I got it. Like, if you do not continue to practice something, you lose it, right? It's about daily intention. It's about really understanding what your needs are and what you need to do to meet those needs. So I just want to reiterate this again. If you don't have enough time to take care of yourself, then your schedule's too full. So I really want you to be thinking about that right now. I really want you to be thinking about the season that you're in. And if you are in a really busy season, then you have to find pockets of time, even more so for self-care, because life is more about just survival. Like, I want you to thrive in your motherhood. I want you to thrive in your business. I want you to enjoy life to the fullest. God has given us so much amazing, beautiful gifts to be used, right? And to be enjoyed. But if you are too busy and you don't feel like you can take care of your family because you are just running on empty all of the time, or maybe you are taking care of your family, but you just don't feel like you're doing it to the best of your, you know, ability. You're, you don't feel like you're doing it with the best attitude, right? I feel like this is the culprit. So today I really want to walk you through how to prioritize your self-care, and just some simple steps that you can take to implement this into your routine. Okay, so step one is going to be decide what to focus on first, okay? So I think when we think of self-care, we think of all the things that we're doing wrong, or all the areas in which we could improve on. And, you know, when we look at all the areas and where we're lacking and what we could do better in, it really just leads to more overwhelm. It leads to us feeling really bad about ourselves and us feeling really stuck. And we typically do nothing. So I recommend that you just focus on one to two areas at a time and really start moving slowly until you get into a routine. And then of course, you can always add more. But there should be something that you're working on and improving. So for example, one thing that I often find is that if I don't have a solid morning routine, then I am super irritable right out of the gate. Like as soon as the kids um, wake up and they need something from me, I'm irritated because I'm like, dude, I haven't even said good morning. Like I haven't even brushed my teeth. I literally just rolled out of bed. I don't want to get you breakfast, right? Like I'm just upset because I haven't had any time for myself. And so maybe that's where you start. Maybe just your self-care routine is something that you need to start on. Maybe as I mentioned before, it's those regular meals and snacks. Maybe it's getting a night away. Maybe you have young kids and you're just always with them. And when your husband comes home, you know, maybe there's just not a lot of time for you to escape and get out of the house. How can you take a step today and focus on getting out of the house one night a week and throw excuses out the window, make it happen. You are so important. And if you don't prioritize your self-care, no one else will. Okay, so the next step here is going to be to start small. So 
you've decided what you're going to focus on. And maybe there's a few things, you know, maybe there's, maybe you write out on a sheet of paper and there's like five things that you're like, you know what, this would really help me feel taken care of. And just start with one. And starting small is going to be really helpful because I don't want you jumping headfirst into an activity. Um, let's say, for instance, you haven't been working out regularly. I don't want you to just jump in and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to start working out 60 minutes a day. Like that's unrealistic, right? How can you start small and maybe even just say, okay, I'm going to start working out three times a week for only 10 minutes. So it just a little bit of progress is enough to keep you moving and, you know, get that success started. Another book that I really love is called Atomic Habits, and he has this incredible way of just making things so applicable and so simple. But something that he says in the book that I think is so powerful is he said, just commit to two minutes, like two minutes. You can do anything for two minutes. And set the intention. So whatever it is that you, whatever new habit you want to create, make it so easy for you to do. So um, with that workout example, lay your workout clothes on your dresser. So the night before you put out what you're going to wear for your workout, when you wake up, you go to the dresser and you see your workout clothes. So all you're going to do is put on the workout clothes right? So he has this really awesome like methodology um, of just do the next thing, right? Just put the clothes on. And now that you're in the workout clothes, you're going to be more apt to do the workout. But then if you're not feeling it, he says, just do the workout for two minutes, right? So just do the thing for two minutes. Because once you get started, majority of the time, you're like, cool, I'm started, I might as well finish the workout. But even if you stop after two minutes, at least you are training your brain that you woke up, you got the clothes on and you worked out for two minutes. So that is a step in the right direction. So I know that some of you listening have an all or nothing mentality. There is a student inside the Efficient Mom Photographer program that I have been talking to about this exact thing. She has a really hard time doing anything small. Like she's like, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all in. But the problem is, is that she gets too overwhelmed with the steps it takes to go all in because she's a little bit of a perfectionist, right? She's a little bit of a person that feels like if I can't do it right, I might as well not do it at all. And so instead, she does nothing, right? And not in every area, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, that she's either going full force all in or she gets paralyzed and does nothing. And that is how I used to operate as well, because it can be so easy for us to feel like a failure if we can't do it all the way, because we know we're fully capable of doing it all the way. We should be able to. But we fail to realize that having kids changes everything. Having kids changes your capacity so much. And I don't think we ever fully realize what our capacity is. Like I have had kids for almost 12 years. My daughter is going to be 12 next week. And I don't think I fully have come to terms with what my capacity is. I still, to this day, feel like I can do more than I physically and mentally can. And so I think it's really important that you start small. Give yourself a small goal. 
What if you told yourself, I'm going all in, and all in looks like working out three times a day for 10 minutes a day? What if you just shifted your perspective, and instead of going all in at someone else's level, you just pick something all in at your level? So start small. Step number three is going to be schedule the time. This is really important and something that I feel like a lot of people really struggle with is time is not just going to instantly appear out of nowhere, right? We all have the same amount of time in the day. And that's so cliche. And I hate when people say that because it's like, we all have the same 24 hours. But it's like, we don't all have the same 24 hours because we all have different things that we're doing, right? We all have different responsibilities. We have different schedules. But I do want you to know that we all have time. Let's just say that we all have time, right? And it's about intentionally scheduling your time. And so it's really important that you set a time that you are going to focus on specific habits that you want to put into place or different self-care practices that you want to do. So I think that if you want to start working out, we're going to use that example again, that maybe I used this before when I was drinking coffee every day, which I don't need more, but I was not allowed to drink my coffee until I did my 10 minute workout. And I scheduled in the time. So right when I woke up, I was going to start my workout. Um, And actually, you know what, I think I would read first so that I could kind of wake my brain up a little bit and then I would work out. But whatever order you do it in, try to schedule the time and keep it the same, keep it consistent because then you will start to remember that um, and you will be able to it'll just become automatic. And that is what a good habit does. And that is what self-care is all about is creating those routines and creating those habits. Okay, so step number four is to stay on track. So anytime you start implementing something new, obviously, you need to be intentional. It's really helpful if you have someone else that can help you keep yourself accountable, because we tend to be really good at keeping others accountable, right? But when it comes to ourselves, it's it's really tricky. And so having someone else that can keep you accountable, I think is going to be really helpful. Now they say that a new habit takes 21 days to form. So it's really important that you set an alarm on your phone that's going to help retrain your brain, that's going to help you just remember the things that you want to be working on. Um, You can even put like reminders on your bathroom mirror or on sticky notes all over your house and just remind yourself of what you're working on and how you can stay on track. So I did a workout um, accountability thing, I don't know what you call it, with one of my friends. And essentially, we both had different goals in mind for working out. But if either one of us like failed to do our goals that we talked about, then we we had to start over. So it was a 30 day goal. And so you better believe that I did not miss a workout. I did not miss a workout because I did not want to make her start over. But I will be honest with you, the second that the 30 days was up, I was like, okay, it's cool if I miss this workout. It's fine. And I started backsliding. And I, it took me, you know, I probably fell off the wagon for three weeks. And 
I'm finally like getting back on and being like, okay, I need to get back on this because just because my friend is not holding me accountable anymore doesn't mean that I'm not worth showing up for. And so I have a really hard time with staying consistent when it comes to working out um, without an accountability partner. But this is something that it's, it's a muscle that we build and that we grow. And so I need to check in with myself regularly and be asking really deep questions like, why is it that I can show up for my friend? I can show up for myself if it, you know, is a detriment to my friend, but why can't I show up for myself if it's a detriment to myself? I just feel like sometimes we have a really messed up view. We don't want to let other people down, but we're totally okay with letting ourselves down. And we really need to build up that relationship with ourselves. We really need to have that self-confidence and that self-esteem that we are worth it and that our health is so important. Okay, and step number five is going to be to celebrate your progress. It's really easy for us to be down on ourselves. It's really easy for us to feel like we're not doing enough, but we need to celebrate the wins, even if they're small, because when we celebrate things, we replicate those things because our brain gets really excited when we get excited. And so we need to always be celebrating. And I have a hard time celebrating as well. I have a hard time knowing what a celebration even looks like. But one thing that I really have been loving is I have a win wall. It's just a Google Doc for now, but I think it would be really cool to create like a poster board in my office where I post wins that I have accomplished in my business. And then I want to do one for my 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 personal life too. Um, I just think it's so cool to be able to look back and see dates and be able to say, you know what, I have been working really hard on this. And this is the day that like it all paid off for me. So that's something that I would definitely recommend that you do create that win wall and celebrate with someone. Maybe you go out to dinner or maybe you just call them on the phone and you just tell them that you are so excited. Just talking about your wins helps you be motivated to to do, you know, to strive for more. But saying that, I also want to, you know, just caution you not to always be moving so quickly that you don't take the time to celebrate because you're on to the next thing. I am really guilty of that. I really do have to slow down and be like, okay, you know what? I really need to go back and I need to like pray over this and I need to just be so grateful and thankful for what I have right now instead of praying, always looking ahead, being like, oh, I can't wait until this or this will be so great when, you know, like staying present in the moment and really being grateful for what we have now. Okay, before I wrap up the episode, I just want to share with you five different areas of self-care and give you just a little bit of insight into them to hopefully give you some light bulb moments maybe about, you know, some things that you could change and some new habits that you could develop. So physical self-care is the first area of self-care. So these are going to be activities that promote your well-being, things like nutrition and exercise and sleep, right? Scheduling, you know, your well checks and different exams like that. 
Then let's talk about emotional self-care. These are activities that actually help you connect and process and reflect on a full range of emotions. This could be something like journaling or speaking with a counselor. Journaling is one of my absolute favorite things, and it's something that I talk about a lot inside the Efficient Mom Photographer Program. This is my 12-week group coaching program for mom photographers who are really struggling with time management and systems in their business and really just need a handle on how to balance both work and life and all the other things, right, that are thrown at us. And so I am so passionate about journaling because I really do feel like it helps us process so many different things. And if you simply just started with journaling for self-care, and you would find so many other things that you need to work on. And so if you just don't even know where to start, I recommend starting with journaling. It's just a great way to go deeper and reflect and also just process. I think I already said that, but just like process all the information that you have been getting, right? I just feel like we have so much input in our brain all the time and we don't spend enough time processing through output and talking and journaling. So I think that's super important. Okay, the third area of self-care is social self-care. So this is making time for your friends, those meaningful connections and conversations. Maybe this is a date with your spouse and maybe it's hanging out with your extended family or your mom, right? Like I think sometimes we forget about our extended family in the sense of like we only gather when there's group gatherings. Like, you know, I can't even tell you the last time that my husband and I just hung out with my parents. Like we always have my kids with us. Like wouldn't that be so fun to plan time to socialize with them outside of our children? So I think it's just really important to be thinking about that and to be making time for these important relationships in our lives. A quick tip I want to share with you is to set aside 10 minutes a day to have a face-to-face conversation with your spouse. I feel like we're always side by side with our spouse, right? We're getting stuff done, we're in the house, we're in the car, we're getting the kids, you know, settled, whatever the case is. We rarely have a chance to sit face to face and talk to each other. So I've noticed a huge change in the relationship with my husband and the level of connection and intimacy that we have just by taking time to actually have a face to face conversation. Okay, the fourth area is spiritual self-care. So this is things like studying the Bible, prayer, meditating. So what are those areas in which you need to focus on your spiritual self-care? So I talked about my morning routine. And one of the things that I like to do during my morning routine is I like to read a devotional or work through a Bible study and read my Bible. My faith is extremely important to me. And so I want to have time to sit in the quiet when my kids are not around. I want to be able to pray. And I really love that journaling time as well. So because we homeschool, we are able to do Bible study together as a family a lot more often than we used to be able to when my kids were in school. And so I do get time to study the Bible with them. But I think it's I'm able to bring something, you know, more unique to the table when I do my own Bible study. And then I'm able to come and share what I learned during my Bible study with the kids during ours. And I just feel like it adds that kind of like level of depth to, um, to our study. So I love, I love being able to do that. Okay. And finally, the last type of self-care here is practical self-care. 
And these are tasks that you complete that fulfill your core aspects of life um, in order to prevent stressful situations. So these are things like money management, home organization, scheduling, and taking control of your calendar and not letting it control you. Our time is so extremely valuable and we need to spend it wisely, right? Just like we need to be thoughtful about budgeting our money, we have to be thoughtful about budgeting our time. So we talked about those five areas of self-care. Okay, so let me quickly recap those five areas of self-care that we just talked about. First is physical, second, emotional, third, social, fourth, spiritual, and fifth, practical. So hopefully you have an idea now of where you sort of need to work, what are the areas in which you feel like could be strengthened. And then I want to walk you through those five steps again that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So step number one is going to be to decide what to focus on first. So you might have a few areas where you're like, man, I really need to focus on this, but just pick one, what you're going to focus on first. Step number two is going to be to start small. Step three is going to be schedule the time and start to develop and create that habit. Step number four is to stay on track. And step number five, celebrate your progress. I hope that you have found so much value in today's episode that maybe it pointed out something to you that you didn't even think about, or maybe you just are more motivated and encouraged now to prioritize yourself and put your name first on the list. Because if we are not taking care of ourselves, it's really hard for us to give the best of us to our family and to our clients. And so it's really important that you know, we, we give our family the best and not what's left. And so I really encourage you to take this episode to heart, listen to it on repeat. We'll have the show notes available for you as well. If you prefer to kind of go back through this and read through it, um, maybe you take, you know, some more detailed notes as you're going through it. Come back to this, refer to this. Don't let this be an episode that you listen to and you're just like, cool, that's a great idea. I probably should do that. And then just like table it and move on to the next episode. Um, I have an episode all about implementing what you learn and really, you know, kind of changing the narrative and not just over consuming content and really taking action. So I'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well if you would like to listen to that. But I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud of you for listening. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Um, I'm over on Facebook as well at Ashley Freehan. So if you want to be Facebook friends, I would love that. I am not on Instagram anymore as far as like being active. My accounts are still there, but I'm very active over on Facebook. You can also join our free community called the Organized Mom Photographer. And if you've been around for a while and you've been hearing me talk about the Efficient Mom Photographer program and you feel ready for that next step, you want me to come alongside you as your guide to offer you the steps that you need in order to take control of your calendar, really manage your life and your business well, and give you the systems and processes and workflows in place that you need to run your business very efficiently, then I would love to have you join us. Hop on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. 
You'll be able to check out the program and see the full weekly lineup and all of the coaching support that comes with it. So I can't wait to see you there. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.